Welcome in to the Fire Me Up podcast. Uh, we got a, another great episode for you tonight. We have a tons to talk about, um, especially after yesterday and this past week. There's a lot to talk about. Um, so how are you doing tonight, Bradley? Doing fantastic, man. Just another uh, another great weekend in the books, and you know, especially with some football on here finally, some real football, no, well, no preseason. Ball. Yeah, man. Talking season's over, baby. Fire me up. Woo! Uh, <laughs> so, what did you get up to this weekend? Oh, I mean, well, you know, watch watching games, uh, did some hiking, and just you know, enjoying the enjoying the end of the weekend with a little uh, Great Divide Brewing Company uh, locally here in Denver, Colorado, Farmhouse Ale. The Great Divide. Wow, is that like a Civil War type beer, or what is that? <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is a uh, little character with a pitchfork here on the uh, on the on the can. So. Really, Farmer John with the pitchfork. I think I think it's just a little, you know, it's a little, it's farmhouse ale, you know, you gotta got a little pitchfork out there on the farm. But uh no man, it's uh it's a Denver uh Denver brewery and uh I'm a fan. Yeah. Well I've got seventy percent alcohol. I've, can, so ooh, that helps. Fire you up. I've gone with the traditional blue moon Belgian light. Uh, oh, that is that is always a classic. It's tough to beat that. Yeah, it really is. It's it's just a, it's a go to. Like uh, now that I don't live in Kansas City, I can't just hit, you, you know go for the Boulevard Wheat, but the Blue Moon Belgian White's the next best thing, if not better. Fair enough. All right, so let's get in. We have a ton to talk about on this episode, uh, and I'm excited for it because I, it's sure to be controversial. We're sure to crack a couple jokes. Uh, so, for, for, first thing, first thing we need to talk about is the situation in Indianapolis with um, Andrew Luck. So Andrew Luck retired late last night, announced his retirement, and then officially went and did a um, press conference this morning and announced his retirement from the NFL. Um, and he is done and out at the Indianapolis Colts. Um, so I just kind of wanted to get your your initial reaction uh, once you heard this. How how was the news broken? I mean, how did you find out about this? And you know what what was going on for you when you found well, out? Well, I want to say. I was watching the Miami Florida game just like everybody else. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, you're starting to get notifications on your phone. You're getting little things popping up on the bottom of the screen of the TV, you know, on the ESPN, uh, the ticker that goes across the bottom of the screen saying, you know, Andrew Luck's retiring. And you're like, what? Now? I thought he was healthy this year. Because I, I, mean, I want to say he's missed like, you know, three out of the last four seasons or something ridiculous. And now he's finally healthy. So it just kind of came as a shock. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely missed a lot of lot of time, and I was in the same position as you. I was at a bar watching the Florida Miami game, which we'll get to later, and that was a whole shit show in itself. But um, oh my, I was blown away. I mean, I know he had some pretty bad injuries in the past couple of years, but man, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know anybody that saw that coming. I mean, he was poised to well, he's win. Not, he's, he's not even thirty years old. I mean, yeah, he's twenty nine. A lot of positions in the NFL. Yeah. You can't really go much past 30, but for quarterback, I mean, you guys got Tom Brady playing at 42 years old. You got guys playing forever. So, so what you know, was. And Andrew Luck, who started off his career so hot, it just seemed, yeah, he seemed like he had a long way to go. But what was your not, initial. Not anymore. What was your initial reaction to this? Well, I was shocked. I mean, just, yeah. It was like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the same thing. And my initial reaction was like, wow, what a dick. And, and I say that because. I know that sounds harsh, but he he decides to leave. I, I, I totally respect his decision to retire, um, you know, 
just because all the money he's made, but to retire like basically a week before the season starts and just to leave the franchise just high and dry with nothing before the season starts, that's just a dick move in my opinion. I mean, he definitely put the Colts in a bad spot. I, I will say they have to, the Colts have to be one of the most unlucky franchises in the past, oh, I don't know, five, ten years with Peyton Manning going down, getting hurt. Then they make the decision to cut Peyton Manning where he winds up on the Broncos and, you know, they won a Super Bowl and played in another one. And then draft Andrew Luck, which everyone was saying was a genius move. I mean, it really looks like a genius move. I want to say they won a playoff game his rookie year. He had a phenomenal second year. Um, and then after that, he kind of just, the injuries just started to pile up. And I don't think the Colts ever, ever made it back to the playoffs. Yeah, that, that, I mean, I think it was a good move to take him and draft him and all that. I think I don't really fault that. I mean, it's tough to let go of Peyton Manning. I don't. I mean, that's a tough call. But he could have decided to retire at any other time and put the organization that gave him almost two hundred million dollars in a better spot. And instead, he retires a week before the season at the end of training camp. I, I just think that's kind of a dick move. I mean, there, I was texting you guys and the boys last night. I was equ- equating this to. That's like texting your boss an hour before your shift starts and saying, "Yeah, I quit." Like th- that that is just like that, that is just You're like they are not wrong. Like that that is kind of I mean, that's what he did. He quit a week before the season started. Um, you know, and I'm not saying he didn't have reasons. I'm sure he has good reasons. He talks about it at the the press conference, you know. He just doesn't see a uh a bright future for himself with all the injuries continuing to add up. And, you know, there's other things outside of football that he wants to do. He's got a family and yeah. um, that he's concerned about. And I understand all that, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it doesn't negate what he did. Uh, you know, Just he, terrible he timing. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, I totally, re- I, I agree with you. I mean, I respect him. You know, he put a good six years in and uh, he's, you know, he has a degree from Stanford, I believe. And he's, you know, made almost two hundred million dollars. I believe it was like one ninety five or something that he's made. Um, you know, he's not, he's not very well for himself. That, that's yeah, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I just think he could have at least done it at the end of last season or before training camp started, not a week before the season starts. And now the Colts are left with Jacoby Brissett starting all fucking seventeen <laughs> well, games. Like- He's been their starter for the last couple of years because Andrew Luck's been hurt. So, to be honest, I mean, they're not really in any different of a position than they were before. Well, they one, they but. still had him, and he still – I mean, yes, he sat out uh, two years ago. And then he started last year and won, um, you know, comeback player of the year, NFL's comeback player of the year. And so it was looking promising. I, did, I just think that's a total dick move. Uh, I mean, I totally respect why he's doing it and that he's doing it. You know, he has tons of money. He doesn't enjoy the game any longer, but to do that a week before the season starts, that's just... Well, I wouldn't say that he doesn't enjoy the game any longer. I mean, he, he loves football. He talks about it. I mean, like you say, greatest, uh, greatest team sport in the world. I mean, the guy loves the game. He just, he, just doesn't, uh, he just doesn't think that the game has any more room for him in it, I think. Yeah. You know, at this stage in his life, is kind of what it is. Yeah, well... He, I mean, that's... A, that's a, I, I mean, I agree, and that's, you know, it's a bummer. Um, I just think the timing's wrong, but, but let's get into another question here. So, uh, well, first of all, uh, the, uh, general, uh, the, the general Twitter account that he had that the, that's run for him, uh, the general luck Twitter account. Have you seen that? 
No. Oh, oh, okay. Because so he's got a civil war. Okay, so everybody says that Andrew Luck's got a civil war beard. He does. That's true. And so there's this Twitter account that has so many followers. Um, that is a picture of him cropped into a Civil War uniform, and they do tweets before every game. Um, is is going to have to retire too? So that's a great Twitter account lost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, we really lost a good one out there. We lost a lot of good men out there. But where does that lead? Where does that lead the Colts? I mean, what do they do now? I mean, they're obviously going to have to keep. They're going to have to draft a quarterback next year, and I mean, they're screwed this year. I mean, unless they. I mean, they're just unless Jacoby Brissett just has a breakout year, which I highly doubt. I mean, he's been in the league. Well, I mean, I think they'll probably win a couple games. But yeah. I, think they're, I mean, they're not a contender. I mean, I don't know. They were maybe a borderline contender before. We did our we did our AFC South preview. Um, you know, with the Texans, Titans, Colts, and Jags. Um, I think you know, taking the Colts out of there is still a tough division. But oh, it's wide. I think it's wide open. I mean, it's wide open, but it's tough. It's competitive. You know, you got a lot of teams that have a shot. Right. And now I think you just kind of take the Colts out of that equation. Yeah, so it's really a three. I mean, it's a. it could, it could be anyone's, you know, championship now. I mean, outside of the Colts, the Colts have no shot at winning it. Um, so they're, they're, they're done. Uh, you might as well just not even tune into those games. Um, <laughs> well, unless, unless they're playing one of the other contenders, which is going to be, what, six games a year, so. Yeah, I mean, that just sucks. Um, and I'm not even thinking of it from a fan perspective. I'm more thinking it from a, like a general manager type perspective or a coach type perspective where he totally screwed them over a week before the student the season started. Uh, that's that's brutal. Uh, that's Yeah, well, I mean, you could tell he was the way he was apologizing to the whole organization when he was giving a message. And I, he didn't. He said he didn't want to, you know, do the speech last night. He wanted to, you know, on Saturday, he was going to do it, like, this upcoming week, but all the rumors started getting out. So he was kind of forced into saying something about it. He was getting booed on the field. Yeah, that. I mean, they definitely feel the way you feel. They're not. They're not concerned about what he's done for the past. They're you know what he's done for you later. I mean, as a fan, I don't think he should be booing the guy. I think that was out of line. Uh, he's giving him you know some good years, but I just think if I put my myself in the shoes of the general manager, or the coach, or the team you know, members of the team, I'm kind of like, wow, you fucked us over. I mean, that, that's bad. Like just the timing of it is terrible. Um, but you know, I think the fans have kind of overreacted and booing him and, and stuff like that. I think that's, that's an overreaction. I just think his time was terrible, but, um, what do you say we move on here and just get to get to some of our, uh, our weekly updates here before we get in, get into the meat of the podcast. For sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm all for it. All right, so, um, you know, weekly update. What made you laugh? Uh, this is our weekly segment, What Made Us Laugh. Um, do you want to go first, Marley? Sure. I, mean, uh, I, 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 got, I got one that uh, it was, was pretty entertaining. I mean, just, uh, you know, we're talking NFL, we're talking college football, but, I mean, let's not forget about the, uh, the XFL here. It's coming up, uh, I believe it's coming up later this year. The Extreme Football League. And, you know, I don't know, you, some, some of our viewers may, or listeners may know, some may not. The XFL, it was around, oh, maybe the early 2000s. I think it made it one year and then got shut down. Um, and I think the timing of it's hilarious because of the, the AAS, which we talked about as well earlier on yeah. the show, uh, one of the, or the podcast. I think I want to say it folded, and it's not going to make it to next year. So Oh, it, 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 it folded before the, their, their season even ended. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, these these kind of second tier leagues don't really make it, but it's always fun when one, you know, pops up and, you know, let's see how this one does. So we've got the XFL coming back, but not only is it coming back, but they released, I want to say, eight team names yeah. um, of, the, of the league. I'm not sure if that's the whole league or that's part of the league, but you've got, like, the uh, – the Battle Hawks and like the Vipers and I mean what is this like a Top Gun like team name squad like my goodness <laughs> yeah the Battle Hawks like you know the Hawks like alright very generic but let's spice it up a little bit like put the word battle in front of it and, like I want to say it's all capitalized like in the in their their name and everything it's just so over the top yeah I agree I mean I, I found this on Twitter but it's so true it looks like the logos were designed in like Madden 2009. Like it looks so bad. Um, and, and the names, the names are terrible. <laughs> they, literally, they literally just kind of like went to like a child's cart, like closet, and like pulled out some old cartoons. They were like, "Oh, uh, there's a cartoon about a guy named Viper. Let's call, let's make that a team name." I mean, yeah. So, so let me, I'll, I'll run them down here for the folks that aren't as plugged into you know social media and the XFL as us. Um, you know, because we're the experts here. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so I'll, I'll run, run them down here. So the Dallas Renegades, the DC Defenders, the Houston, <laughs> the Houston Roughnecks, the LA Wildcats. How fucking original is that? Um, <laughs> the New York Guardians, the Seattle Dragons, the St. Louis Battlehawks, and the Tampa Bay Vipers. So 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 let's go let's go down the line let's go down the line here let's spend some time on this because th- this is like these are the worst names I mean the absolute worst names I could ever think of so the, what, what is a defender Drew can I ask you that what the heck is that well we'll get to that I don't know but um, the the only there's only a couple of them that I like um, so the Dallas Renegades I don't like the name but the logo is sweet it's like a bandit. Uh, blue and black bandit with red eyes. I think the logo is really cool for Dallas, but the name, the Renegades, like what? I, mean, I, I like Renegades. You know what? Like, you know, people from Texas, like, I, I, I know a handful. I guess, like, you know, you, you can say I am one. The Renegades kind of a cool name. Oh, that one's okay. I'm yeah. Fine with that one. Yeah, that one's okay. But then you get to the DC Defenders. <laughs> what is that? Is this like an expansion MLS team? Like, it's just garbage. <laughs> this is just garbage. And, this is like minor league hockey or like, yeah. you know, some like, you know, lacrosse spinoff league or something. It, it looks like an MLS team. It's a shield with some lightning bolts crossing. What does that even mean? <laughs> that does kind of sound like an MLS thing. It would have been you funny. Know? It would have been better if they'd been like the DC Secret Servicemen or something like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at least if you're going to like, try to play into the whole Washington, D.C. thing, you know, at least come up with something legit. Yeah, it, it's garbage. I mean, it's, it's a bad job by you. Um, then and we got... The other one that's like the Guardians? Well, we'll I'm going to go through them. I'm going to go through them. Uh, the Houston Roughnecks, um, they basically copied the Oilers logo from back in the day. Um, and I was, I was kind of like... 
I like the. I always kind of like the Oilers uh, colors and logo. Um, so I always thought that was kind of cool. And I, I kind actually, this is one of the few ones I like because uh, it's kind of like a regional play. You know, the Roughnecks, the guys that work on the the oil rigs. Yeah, so, there's some nostalgia there too. I, I don't hate that one. That one, that one works. Yeah, I, I, I like that one. Honestly, that's almost better than the Houston Texans, to be honest. Like, oh, I think it is. I think it totally is. Yeah, it's sweet. Houston Texans isn't very original. I mean, it works, but it's just not. No, it's like all right. Whatever. Yeah. So I'm a fan of that one. That's uh, a passing grade there. Good job by you. Um, this next one is just flaming garbage. This is the worst. This is the absolute worst one. The LA Wildcats. Let me, let me break this down for you. This is like when you were in school and you found out you had a presentation due the next morning after you get home from a bar. And so you just, ah, what the hell? Wildcats. Let's go with that. I mean, that is just, uh, it's just, it looks like they woke up and just, you know, just, oh shit, I forgot we got to name the team today. Let's just go with the Wildcats. Wildcats, yeah, team name. Like, that's what you come up with for like a group project and no one cares. Yeah, that, that, that it, name is, but you have to pick one. Talk about minimal effort. Way, you know, way to phone it in on that one, LA. Uh, well, I mean, like, how many teams do you know? Like, Kansas State, Kentucky, like, Memphis. You could just go on and on and on of of schools that already use that name. Why are we Why are we using it again in a league that's supposed to be like fun and original? Yeah, I know they could have came up with a way more fun original name. And, and I kind of like the. I always kind of like to have like a regional type name. So I, I like the Dallas Renegades. I like the Roughnecks. L.A. could have done something like, you know, something related to Hollywood or something related to Southern California. Something like it could have been the L.A. Condors or something like that. Something cool. Um, yeah, like a, like a beach reference or a, or a Hollywood reference. Yeah, you know, something. they could have done something better than that. Um, so that's a bad job by ULA. Uh, this next one, the New York Guardians. And, this is one of my least favorites. Yeah, this doesn't even make sense. It, their logo looks like a, like a saber-toothed tiger that's, that's like a pharaoh at the same time. I can't even – it just looks terrible. And, you know, I, I encourage you to go look at the I mean, logos. Like, are you trying to say, like, are they trying to say that Sabertooth Tigers are, like, help people here? I, I don't know. I mean, they could have been, like, the New York City gangbangers, and it would have been funny, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, it oh, just looks. That, there's, there's your answer to what made you laugh to me. Drew's, Drew's suggested team name yeah, for I, the New York XFL League team. I, it could have been that. It could have been the, the, the New York uh, Wall Street men. It could have been just some guys in suits. Uh, it just looks terrible. It's a bad job by you. Um, this next one I hate because I had such a great idea for it. It's the Seattle Dragons, and they completely ripped off uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham, UAB Dragons. It looks terrible. They just totally ripped it off. And <laughs> so, so hear me out, Brownlee. Here's my idea for this one. Okay. I had a couple of different ideas. Um, two, they kind of play off each other, but either the Seattle Sasquatches or the Seattle Big Feet, or the Seattle Bigfoot Men. Something along those lines. I thought that would have been... I love the Sasquatches. That one, that one would be the best team in the league if they were used. Oh, oh, people would people around the world and country would buy Seattle Sasquatches gear just for the logo. <laughs> Heck, I would, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a sweet logo. I mean, th- talk about a conversation starter. I mean, 
You're walking around like, oh, the Seattle uh, Sasquatches. Whoa, God, what kind of what, – what logo is that? I'm like, oh, that's the XFL team in Seattle. But, nope, they no, had to – No, no, you got to drop the S, too, just the Seattle Sasquatch. Just one. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought that was a great idea. Um, it's a bad job by them. Uh, moving on, St. Louis. I don't know why they get a team. They couldn't even keep their NFL team. Um, well, because that's what the XFL is. It's a second-tier league, so, you know, they, they, get the, they get the second-best markets. Their logo looks like, uh, you know, something you'd have as your logo on Xbox 360 when you're playing Halo that's back exactly in the day. I can definitely think of people that I know that have used Battlehawk as their gamer tag. Yeah, it looks like a gamer tag logo. Uh, it's a sword in between two wings. Uh, that is the worst. That's terrible. And then, okay, so this this last one. Like a Harry Potter thing, too. Like, it, it looks terrible. So instead, of a, instead of a wand, you got like a sword in wings. Yeah, no, it's garbage. <laughs> this last one is so poorly designed. It looks like something you make on like Windows Paint. It, it just looks so bad. The Tampa Bay Vipers, and it's a V with a little yellow inlet in between it. It looks. That sounds like something that you would come up with in the first grade for like, oh, we can make a cool logo. We're gonna be the Vipers. And, and, like, write the word Viper, and it'll look really cool together. Yeah, I've seen Pee Wee football teams with better logos. That, that's like an art project you would camp in second grade. Well, well, what blows me is away here is that they didn't even take the time to, like, actually draw out a snake as their logo. They just put a V. Oh, there's not a snake in it? No, it's, it's just a... It, it. No, there's no snake, Brownlee. It's just a V. It looks so bad. I mean, the second grade TANF idea would have been better than it, it, It's terrible. I, I think they did an overall terrible job. There's a couple ones that are decent. But, I mean, just across the board, it's terrible. Well, I will say, though, the Vipers and the Battlehawks, as bad as they are, it kind of makes you laugh a little bit. But what, what is with the Wildcats, the Guardians, and the Defenders? Those are, ter- those are, those are the bottom of the barrel, in my opinion. Yeah, I... You know, so um, I know we spent some more time on this one than we would like, but that's what the show's about. Just kind of going off the rails and just just talking about stuff. So, um, yeah, that's that's a good pick, Brownlee. Uh, the XFL is off the rails, man. What yeah, you left? I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, so let's kind of continue on. We'll give one more update and then we'll get we'll get deeper into the show. Um, let's do our hard knock, hard knocks update here real quick in the next uh, you know three or four minutes. Um, so Hard Knocks, uh, I thought it was a really good episode. This is this is this was my favorite episode so far in the series. Uh, but how about uh, Frank Caliendo doing those impressions to, to kick it off? Oh, for sure. I mean, like this was the best episode in my opinion as well because of the fact that we got Gruden being Gruden and we got Frank Caliendo being Gruden. I mean, just more Gruden, more laughs. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was hilarious when he was like, "Do they even know John? Or do they even know John Madden anymore?" He's like, "Oh yeah, of course they do." And his, his that, that guy's famous. The, at the end, I believe too, like the outtakes, they they threw in some bonus Frank Caliendo. Yeah, yeah, his also. his John Madden is spot on. That's his best one, I think. And and Kirby does just as good of a uh, impression as as Caliendo does of Gruden. Um, for those of you go go back and listen to episode three, and you can hear Zach Kirby uh, do a great impression of. Of John Gruden, but uh, yeah, that that was the highlight of the episode to me. For sure, for sure, that was that, that was that was definitely a you know what made you laugh for the week as well. Sure, uh, there was some. What do you what do you think? There's some new. Uh, they're making a big deal out of this backup quarterback battle, which I think is pretty funny. I, I, there's some guys that I like, you know, that maybe you know Antonio Brown, Derek Carr, everybody knows him. 
there's some there's some underrated like you know they're featuring tight ends and D linemen. And I get that. They start focusing on the backup quarterbacks too much. I, I kind of I don't know. That's, that's I kind of lose interest a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I like that they're trying to create a little bit of drama as it relates to football because I'm kind of tired of the off season drama. Um, so I like that they're kind of having the quarterback battle. They're kind of featuring it, but um, we all know. Well, I mean, we all know. We all know what those quarterbacks are. We all know what those quarterbacks are. And so, yeah. like you know, we've seen uh, the tall, tall guy. I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, well, we've seen Mike Glennon. He's started games before. Yeah, he started. I think he started a full before. season. He started I mean, a full have they, season. Have either of them been really good? No, that's why they're fighting for a backup job. But we know who they are. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's a. I mean, you know, not really that personable, and like they don't. I, don't, I feel like they don't really have a whole lot of fun stories to tell versus some of the other guys are more interesting. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, there's they'll you know surprisingly um, the one one of the few guys I'm like really gravitating I'm gravitating toward the the tight end they profile the guy that was a former drug addict uh, Waller. Yeah, he was, that was a great story. I was like, man, look, look like this is this is interesting. Yeah, that that guy came off as really smart and just has a good attitude about working his way on the team and just it seems like he's got a really good head on his shoulder. So I like that story. And then kind of the surprise for me, the guy that I ended up liking the most so far uh, was Richie Incognito. Um, (laughs) I mean, yeah, well, because he had a terrible reputation with the whole deal with the abuse slash bullying that went on in Miami. Um, But I've been... I'm sure. I'm sure that he's a great guy to a lot of guys. Like, I, it seems like he's a very well liked person for a lot of people. Yeah. But I think he just like kind of went. Uh, Richie Incognito went off the rails a little bit. Thought you know he was a little bit more liked than he really was, and you know was pushing it with some guys that maybe didn't feel the same way about it as other people. And I think his his issue was probably just that he kind of treated everyone the same instead of treating some guys who were a little more sensitive a little differently. Yeah, no, I mean, it seems like he's really well-liked. Uh, so, you know, he's kind of grown on me, um, kind of becoming a fan of his, um, which is surprising. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, Derek, I, I'm not a fan of Derek Carr. I'm not really loving it. Well, he just comes across as a kind of a douche, kind of a tool, uh, which I'm not a fan of. If you, if you know me in any personal capacity, I'm not really a fan of those type of people. Uh, he doesn't really – doesn't really seem to have any sort of humility or can't make fun of himself at all. Um, so that's no good. And then the other guy that I kind of, I, I don't know, I can't decide if I like him or dislike him is uh, the guy, the, the rookie out of Clemson, Abram. Abram, oh, uh, the, the, the corner? Yeah, he, he uh, I think he's a safety. He's kind of coming, or oh, safety, safety or linebacker. He's coming, he's kind of coming, coming across as an idiot to me. Um, he, he's got a big attitude and, um, you know, if you've ever been on a team with me, you know, I don't, I don't really, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't really take to that shit very well. I don't, uh, I don't think, I don't think he's got a big attitude. I think he's just a young guy trying to go out there and prove himself, which is what you got to do as a young guy coming into the NFL. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, his play is good. Uh, his mouth is a little bit bigger than his play, but, uh, you know, he'll get knocked on his ass a couple times and he'll probably fall in line like the rest of them. Uh, but, uh, wow, I kind of just sound like John Gruden there. Oh, he'll get his ass knocked down a couple of times, and uh, he'll, he'll fall in with the rest of the Raiders. Uh, uh, Kelsey's laughing in the background. Uh, <laughs> but, no, it was a good episode, and 
you know, uh, let, let's go to commercial break here real quick and, and uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see you on the other side. All right. Welcome back to the fire me up podcast. Uh, your host, Drew Matthews and Ben Brownlee. Um, let's, uh, let's move on to our next subject and that's college football. Um, we're going to talk, we're going to recap some of the games from yesterday. Um, we had a couple games yesterday and then we're going to kind of go into some of the previews that we, um, we have hadn't gone over, um, a couple conferences we hadn't talked about. Um, so, so, so Brownlee, did you watch the Miami Florida game? I did. I actually tuned in for. I did not tune in for the first half, but I saw the second half. That's. I mean, there was plenty of action in the second half, so I think I kind of caught caught the most of it. Yeah, I mean, it was like watching two coach. Uh, it was like watching two teams coached by David Beatty at the same time. Uh, you had the most turnovers, the most egregious pass interference penalties, in the worst spots you could possibly ask for. Um, so okay so the worst one was it was fourth and 34 for miami with like a minute 30 to go and florida commits a pass interference and gives them the first down plus the 15 i mean what what the hell are they thinking i mean literally you can just pretty much stand at the first down line and just form a wall and like let them catch it and then just go tackle them. Like you don't even have to just guard, you don't even have to guard guys that are like close. You don't have to cover anybody. Yeah, I mean it, it was an, an entertaining game, but I mean both teams looked so sloppy. I mean I cannot believe Florida is ranked in the top ten after that performance. I know it's just one week, but man, they don't look like a top ten team at all. I mean, dude, they, they've got to move down. There's no way they stay up there. I mean. If Miami wins, does Miami get a ranking? They probably move up into the polls, just beating a top ten team. You know, as loud or sloppy that top ten team looks. But since Florida win wins, I mean, Miami doesn't get ranked. Florida Florida drops. Right, and and for those of you that didn't weren't able to watch, uh, Florida ended up winning the game. Um, it was a tight game um, going in the fourth quarter, and it, you know it ended up as a tight game, but. I mean, both teams look terrible. I mean, they both had he, you know, interceptions left and right. Both quarterbacks looked terrible. Felipe Franks looked terrible. Um, the the freshman uh, quarterback out of Miami looked horrible. Um, I mean, that freshman quarterback out of Miami took so many sacks in the fourth quarter. It was just like, gosh, man. Like, yeah, but he also wasn't throwing the ball. Well, yeah, he wasn't throwing the ball away. Like, it wasn't like he should have been running. He should have just been getting rid of the ball. He hung on to it. He kept fumbling it too every time he got hit. Yeah, and, and it wasn't like he was sacked immediately. Like he had some time and then tried to run and then just didn't throw it. Like it just was terrible. Um, I think that stage was a little bit too big for him and his first game as a as a college athlete. I think that was just a little bit too big for him and he kind of he, he crumbled under the pressure. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't think that you can. I can be that hard on him. Say like he's not cut out for it because I mean you know it's a long season. And- that was a, a tough defense that he faced, even though maybe the team, the Florida team, wasn't you know looking great. I think the defense was still was still tough. You know, big guys flying around the field. Yeah, they missed a lot of tackles, and that's why Miami was able to score on a couple of big plays. Um, but I, I, I think you know, as a young quarterback, I think you know you, that's kind of what you you got to expect a little bit of that. And you know, I I wouldn't say that he's got to. He's got. To, he's going to be bad just because of one game. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not ready to write him off completely. I, I but I'd give both teams a C at the best. 
uh, for their performance. I, I thought it was horrible. Um, I thought. The, I mean, Vince, you want to talk about which quarterback, though? Gosh, that Felipe Franks guy, he just would not shut up, man. I was like, dude, you are not playing well, and you're over here acting like you're Tom Brady, man. Yeah, I mean, they're about to get destroyed once they hit SEC play, if they play like that. Because, especially if he plays like that, I mean, George is going to take them to the woodshed. I mean, it's going to be bad. I mean, I, I, I personally don't think they deserve a number eight ranking or anywhere close to it. Um, so, I mean, not that I think, I think they partially they get that ranking because they had a good finish last year and they're returning the same quarterback. But man, Felipe Franks looks to have developed none, if not gone backwards. Uh, I know it's just one game. We're playing Monday morning quarterback here, but. I think it was consensus. Everybody thought that the, both the quarterbacks played horribly. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't argue with that. There was, there was a lot of interceptions, a lot of ill-advised throws that could have been interceptions, a lot of, you know, holding on to the ball for too long. Uh, I mean, geez, that last one Felipe Frank, Franks threw, he was under pressure after he had a long time and then, then got under pressure. And just threw it right at the Miami defense instead of throwing it away. Yeah, that one was horrible. I cannot believe they threw the ball in that situation. And that was right after they got the ball back too, and just basically had to get one first down. Yeah, they could have ran. They could have ran it three times in a row. Like it was bad. And, and yeah, I think I want to say uh, one of the announcers was it uh, was Reese Davis announcing the game actually. Yep, Reese, um, Reese was announcing the game. I want to say he was like, why are you even throwing it in that situation? You just run the ball. Yeah. No, it, I mean, it, it was horrible. I know it's easy to make judgment calls on TV, but you never throw it on first down with a minute 30 left or two minutes or whatever it was. That was just well, – and, and if they would have just run the ball three times, Miami may have, you know, gotten the ball back if if they stopped on that first, you know, Florida a uh, couple three downs. But – but they, they wouldn't have had three minutes left to go ahead and get, you know, five pass interference penalties in a row. Yeah, it was, it, you know, it was no good. So, uh, but Florida ended up winning the game. Um, they'll probably move down a couple of spots or stay where they're at. If they're lucky, they'll stay where they're at, um, depending on what happens um, next weekend with all the all the teams starting up play. But um, what, 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 So, Florida and Miami play again next weekend? Or do they have a bye week now? Uh, so every team that plays in week zero has a bye week uh, during week one. Um, so okay. there is there is a little bit of an advantage to playing week zero because uh, they get that they get an extra bye week. Um, but the only team that benefited, um, I'll use this as a transition, was Hawaii. Um, I'd say the only team that benefited from this this whole week zero. I wouldn't say. Even though Florida won, I wouldn't say they really benefited in any perception, you know, ratings because uh, they lost, you know, a lot of respect in my eyes based off their performance. But um, Hawaii ended up beating Arizona um, in Hawaii. Uh, that's a huge win for them. Um, they, the, I think, the story of the game was, or for both games, is really how badly both teams played. Uh, because Arizona has a or had or has a Heisman hopeful um, in Khalil Tate, who a couple of years ago was just the the talk of the talk of the West Coast. Just had a ton of rushing yards, ton of throwing yards or passing yards, I should say. And um, if you were able to stay up late and watch some Pac-12 after dark, you saw 
I, I think that, I th- so if, if I could kind of sum up this game, if you didn't watch it, which most people didn't, um, the, you know, Eastern Central and Mountain Time Zone, I wouldn't say most people watch this game, but what happened was Arizona forced six turnovers. Arizona was plus six in the turnover margin. Still gave up over 600 yards on a, offense. <laughs> And still gave up forty-five points on offense with six with a plus six turnover ratio. I mean that I don't Absolutely even know. I, I don't even know how that happened. How do you how do you turn the no, ball? So you get that many possessions where they turn over six times and still score forty-five points. Yeah, Arizona forces six turnovers and you still give up forty-five and six hundred yards of offense to a. Well, how many touchdowns is forty-five points? Do the math here. That's uh what. Five, uh, five touchdowns, six touchdowns, six touchdowns and a field goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, that, 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 that means they had over 12 possessions and that's not even including a punt. Yeah. They, they had six touchdowns and some change. Um, that's, that's hor- horrendous. Um, and, and, and what's it, you know, it's, it's a group of five team. It's not like they're playing, Michigan State or, you know, a, a big, big name power five team or something like that. Um, and, they, and they just had a bad night. I mean, you gave up 45 points and 600 yards of offense while forcing six turnovers and you lost the game. Uh, and if you if you didn't see the last play, it was all over, you know, Sports Center and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Khalil Tate tried to make a last ditch effort. They, they came back in the game and they scored 38 points and, uh, with the last play of the game, Khalil Tate ran it down and was so close to getting a touchdown, but uh, was tackled one yard short, and that end of the game in Hawaii came up with a huge victory. Um, and and that's well, it, was, it was an impressive run. I mean, it, didn't he get like 30-plus yards? Yeah, I mean, it, it, was was a nice he, run. it was a huge run. It was a great run by him. I, I don't know if I'm willing to say it's his fault, um, but you can't force six turnovers. Um and still give up. Well, did Arizona have much turnovers? I didn't. I didn't see the whole game either. Uh, much turnovers? I, I'm not sure. I know they were plus six in the turnover margin, meaning they forced a minimum of six. Yeah. So, you know, the defense, I, I, Arizona's defense, played pretty well. Uh, if they turned it, turned the ball over six times, I mean, Arizona's offense just couldn't keep the ball. Um, and you know, so congrats to Hawaii on a on a great home opener. I, I think they're. They're going to go bowling this year. I mean, I don't see why they well, wouldn't. Well, they're beating Arizona. I mean, they probably have – what? They're, we just let me stay. They're independent? No, no. They're they're in the Mountain West Conference. Um, so, oh, well, so they're going to win some games in the Mountain West. I yeah. Mean, I, I would say they're definitely going to go bowling this year. Yeah, I mean, the Mountain West, in my opinion, is, is one of the top two best uh, non-Power 5 conferences. But still, I mean – uh, they well, should. How many non-power five conferences are there are, that are in the SBS? Oh, there's a ton. I mean, uh, you got the American, you got the Sun Belt, you got the WAC, you got the Mountain West, uh, you got all these tiny. Con- oh, you got the Mid America Conference. You got a ton that I I can't think of them all. Are those FCS schools though? Oh, you know what? There's five. No, they're not FCS. So they call the group of five. So there's five conferences that are outside of the Power Five. So the same amount. Um, so, okay, okay. so yeah, I mean, so, I mean, they're good. I, I think they're a great conference. Um, there's some teams in there that could, that would fit in very well in power five conferences just based off their talent and their performance. Like, 
Uh, Boise State is in the uh, Mountain West. Hawaii's in the Mountain. Mount, Hawaii's in the Mountain West. Uh, San Diego State is in the Mountain West. Uh, Wyoming, Utah, or Utah State has had a good run recently, and so they, they got some good teams in there. Fresno State occasionally has a run. Fresno State won eleven games last year, so uh, you know you got to give them some respect. True. Okay. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's 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 definitely. Noteworthy. Yeah, and and you know, I, you know, I think we'll kind of wrap up the power of the group of five talk here, but um, you know, a little preview coming up, week one. Uh, I believe it's week one or two. USC is. Oh no, it's week one. U, uh, USC is hosting Fresno State at the Coliseum, uh, and Fresno State's coming off an eleven win season, and they're returning. I think the majority of their offense. Um, so you know, USC better come to play, otherwise Fresno State's going to walk out of there with a W, and that's going to be. I mean, that would be worst-case scenario for USC fans in the USC. That's going to hurt the, yeah, the USC faithful, man, if they lose to Fresno State opening week. Man, that could be bad. That, that'd be like when San Diego State went up and beat Stanford. That, that, that would be real bad. Um, so, uh, USC losing would be worse. Yeah, I mean, USC is the premier brand. If they lose to Fresno State, uh, Clay Helton's getting canned. You know, I'm <laughs> – he seems like a good guy, and everything I've heard points to him being a good guy. But he he he's gone if they lose to Fresno State. They they can't be losing to the group of five teams in week one like that. Agreed. Um, so you know those are the two games that happened yesterday, and um, we had a couple more previews to go. Um, we'll we'll kind of run through them um, decently quick here. Um, so we haven't talked about the Big Ten, and we have not talked about the ACC. So the Big Ten is an interesting conference. Uh, I think that's the most interesting of the conferences uh just because they have two divisions um one of them you know they're both kind of wide open in my opinion um so let's start with the the s or the sec uh the big 10 east um and so let's just get your kind of prediction on who's going to win the big 10 east um just to kind of give you a refresher the big 10 east is uh, the contenders are really ohio state michigan Michigan State and Penn State; those are kind of the the regular factors in there in the Big Ten East. Uh, they got some other teams in there, but they have no shot. Maryland has no shot unless they come out and whip Texas's ass again. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Uh, I knew you were going to bring that up. You know, Rutgers; they make a strong case. Uh, no, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, strong case of yeah, Rutgers. Yeah, yeah. So, so who do you, who do you predict kind of coming out? on top of that conference, uh, it's kind of wide open just because Urban Meyer's gone. Uh, but, you know, who do you think is going to come out on top? Yeah, you know, Ohio State's always, always, you know, been the traditional team, but because Urban Meyer's out, i got to say this year it's maybe Michigan's here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Penn State, Michigan State, those are solid teams. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Like you said, it's kind of wide open. Even though, even though I'm saying Michigan, you know, I'm not saying that with a whole lot of confidence. Yeah, um, oh man, I I kind of agree. I think Michigan's finally going to get over the hump. Um, I think Michigan's finally going to do it um, just because Urban Meyer's not there. they got a first-year head coach in Ryan Day, um, and I think Harbaugh's got that, that experience that will finally get him, to, get him to win the Big, Big Ten East, and I, I think Michigan's going to do it. They've got great talent. They've got returning – quarterback um and that means a lot in college football to have a returning quarterback um just 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 simply based off the fact that they have that experience um so yeah unless I'm ca- you're felipe franks yeah uh he's a bum uh 
yeah, that was terrible. Um, you know, unless he proves me wrong here, which I hope he does, but you know, he looked like a bum in week zero. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think Michigan and Shea Patterson and, and Jim Harbaugh will, will get it done and win the Big Ten East. Um, so that's my official prediction. So we'll, we'll we'll regroup here in about twelve weeks and figure out why I was wrong, probably. But um, <laughs> but uh, you know that's a that's a division to watch. Uh, but even more interesting, in my opinion, is the Big Ten West, which is wide open. Um, I mean, other than Wisconsin, I know. I mean, I'm trying to think of other teams. Yeah, so let me give you the rundown. So the Big Ten West is um, Wisconsin, Iowa, Northwestern, Minnesota, Nebraska, and I'm missing one team, which means they're not relevant. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so there's some other team in there that's probably garbage. Um, Illinois, Illinois. Oh, Illinois, yep, yep. They're the KU of uh, the Big Ten East. Or the Big Ten West, I should say. Uh, so Illinois has no shot. Uh, but so, so who do you think is coming out on top in that conference at, at the end of the year? Yeah, man, that's tough. I mean, like, didn't Northwestern pull it off last year? Were they the champion of the, the yep. West? Yep. Um, Northwestern was the Big West or the Big Ten West champion. Went to the the conference title game. Got smacked by Ohio State. Yep. Um. You know, I, I, I can't see them doing that again. Uh, so I gotta, I, I'm just going to rule them out because it's like so unlikely that Northwestern wins it twice in a row. Um, I know, you know, you, you say that mutually exclusive two different seasons, but I just don't see that happening. Um, I can see I can see Iowa doing it this year. I think they're kind of, they're, uh, their program seems like it's on the come up. Um, Wisconsin has been sort of, I feel like, the traditional team, but lately not as much. I don't know. I don't know if I see them. Nebraska was supposed to be, you know, one of the contenders, but they had a terrible season last year. I think it might take them another year or so before they've got a shot. Um, so I'm going to go with Iowa. Yeah, uh, that's a good pick. I mean, you stole my thunder there. Uh, I thought I was going with the end of the radar pick, but um, I think Iowa's the team. Um, and that's not a sexy pick. I think right now most of the experts and pundits are picking Nebraska um, just based off their, their finish last year. Uh, but I think Iowa's going to d- get it done. Uh, I think their continuity is incredible. I mean, he's been their coach since 1999, so he's gone on 10 years at, at Iowa. And I think it seems like Iowa's a good team every three years. Um, so I think they're due for their their next trip here. Um, they, won, they won the big – the Big Ten West in 2015. I think they're going to win it again this year, just based off their continuity. And the other teams are still trying to figure out the identity. Uh, I think Wisconsin could could maybe get into play there, but I think uh, Minnesota is not going to get it done. I uh, I don't think Nebraska is going to be as good as people think, and I I, I don't really see Northwestern having back to back ten win seasons or nine win seasons. I guess I would say I think they won nine games last year. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think Northwestern is a legitimate contender this year. And I agree with you. I think, I think Wisconsin could do it, but I, I, I just think that, and I, I think Nebraska has no chance because I don't think they're, they're, they're there yet. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so, so given that, I mean, who do you think is going to win the Big Ten at the end of the day? Well, I mean, I got to go with Michigan just because if they win the if they win the East, I feel like they're the heavy favorite. Um, to win it all, I don't think I don't think you can say that Iowa is, is you know better than Michigan. But then again, I mean you know anything can happen. But 
if we're making predictions here, I'm, I'm betting on Michigan. Yeah. No, I mean, that's good. That's a good pick. Um, yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, so let's kind of move over here and run run through the ACC here real quick. And I think this will be our shortest preview of the, of the whole deal, <laughs> unless you got some sort of uh, conspiracy theory here. But Clemson's winning the ACC until otherwise, you know, noted. Um, Clemson's going to win the division. They're going to win the ACC. And uh, they're going to play Alabama in the national championship game. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's kind of what we're all expecting. But, you know. We all expected uh, Golden State to win the NBA title this year, and that didn't happen. Um, so you never know. But um, yeah, Cle- Clemson's going to win the whole thing. Um, they're going to win their division. Uh, I'm not going to waste time talking about people in their division. Uh, but but we, we can kind of talk about the other division um, in the ACC and um, you know the coastal. The ACC coastal is kind of interesting. It's kind of always wide open. Uh, you got some players. You got Virginia, Pitt, Miami. Um, you know who do you think is going to win the coastal? Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't really know a whole lot about the other division, to be honest with you. So, yeah. you know, I guess uh, we can just say my prediction is it's not going to be based on fact. Uh, <laughs> but, well, none of this is based on fact, really. I mean, I, I, can, I can see Miami rallying and winning, to be honest. Yeah, no, I mean, that's not a bad pick. Um, I mean, I, nobody else in that division is really uh, – is anyone that you really think of as being a football school except for Miami, you know, and if they're – if they're back, then, you know, they're going to win it. I don't know if they're really back based on the turnovers, but like I was saying, I think that freshman quarterback, I think he's he's got some room to grow. And, you know, in a, in a division where you have a little bit of uh, a little bit of leeway, you can afford to lose a couple games and still get to the conference championship. Yeah, I mean, that'll, that, that'll, uh, I mean, yeah, it's – it's pretty wide open. I mean, if I have to throw a team, I guess Pittsburgh, um, just because they seem to have somewhat somewhat good continuity and they seem to win at least seven eight games a year. Um, so I'll, I'll guess I'll guess Pittsburgh. Um, I'll kind of wrap up that ACC talk. It's not very interesting if you ask me, but uh, just because they're going to be lambs to the slaughter once they face Clemson. But um, so sacrificial lamb. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, they are the sacrificial lamb. Um, but you know, let's kind of wrap up the show with, um, you know, one more thing. Cause I forgot to give my, what made me laugh this week. Um, and I was excited to share this. Um, so scrolling through Twitter, part of my, uh, daily ritual, as you know, um, and I'm scrolling and I follow Phil Mickelson on Twitter and he had, he set out this tweet. He's playing in a golf tournament. I can't remember which one. Um, I believe it was in Georgia, I believe. And so he's just staying at a hotel and his hotel was struck by lightning. The everybody in the hotel was forced to evacuate. And this is the, I believe either the night or the morning of his, of one of his rounds. I believe it was second or uh, no, it was the second round. And they were forced to evacuate and the hotel was on fire. That's that's terrible, but it's pretty. It's pretty funny. It's pretty. It's pretty funny. Um, So his his hotel was on fire. He couldn't get to his clubs, and he was all worried that he wasn't gonna make his tea time. He was. He he wasn't gonna make his tea time. Um, Well, so what time was the hotel struck by lightning? Like during the day or at night? um, I'm not sure what time. 
Okay, here, here here's the here's the loop here. I well, the only reason I'm wondering is because like, was it literally like right before he was about to walk out and get the course, or just like you know the night before and he's just panicking because it's the middle of the night and his hotel's getting hit by lightning. Um, I believe it was the morning of. Um, I believe that the morning of his hotel struck by lightning and caught on fire. Um, and actually, kind of bad timing. Yeah, kind of play off that. Um, at that same golf tournament, there was uh, lightning strikes yesterday, and the and it. A lightning strike. One single lightning strike injured six people, and they had to they had to suspend play that day. What? Where is this golf course, man? I'm not ever going there. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same thing in Texas, apparently. Um, uh, it's the <laughs> no, it was the BMW Championship at Meredith Country Club or Medina Country Club. Oh, um, that's your problem right there. Who's ever heard of that one? So they were evacuated. And here's here's a tweet. Uh, I'll give you the the in their own words. Um, How's this for crazy? My hotel was struck by lightning. I was on top floor. We were evacuated. And. I was on the top floor. We were evacuated and the place is on fire. Only thing of mine on fire this week. (laughs) Uh, I can't get back in the hotel I can't get back into my room and may miss my tea time because I am without clubs and clothes. So, <laughs> so he, just, he just evacuated. He took the sense of don't grab anything, get out immediately, that you learn in first grade for fire drills, quite literally. Yeah, and so this tweet was tweeted at 9.27 a.m., so the morning of, uh, late into the morning. Um, wow. But then he tweeted about an hour later at 10.12, EMTs are awesome. I'm going to make it. Turns out my clubs acted as a fire retardant. Lucky me. Um, so he, he made he made, he made made the deal. But, I mean, talk about a story. Your hotel gets struck by lightning. It catches on fire. And he may miss his tea time at the BMW Championships because his hotel's on fire and he can't get his clubs. <laughs> <laughs> this is like something like a Back to the Future like movie skit or whatever. Trying to – you know, get the building hit by lightning. You can go back in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that that kind of reminds me of this deal. Uh, we were in Arkansas, and um, this is back when I was running for KU. We were in Arkansas for the NCAA regional championships, um, and we a certain somebody I won't won't give out a name just to spare him the shame here. But he broke the <laughs> he he, he broke somehow he broke the shower head in his shower at the hotel, and it flooded <laughs> oh, it flooded his room. <laughs> And flooded into the, you know, into the lobby through the through the ceilings, and so we come back to the hotel and there's water falling from multiple spots in the lobby of the hotel because he broke the shower head and it was running water all throughout the room and all throughout the floor, through the floorboards and into the into the uh, the lobby. Uh, so that. Just blame it on poor hotel construction in Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of good things to say about Arkansas. Don't get me started on that. But uh, yeah, moral of the story is um, I always have a backup set of clubs. Um, so yeah, but um, yeah, no, that made me laugh just because his hotel caught on fire and he couldn't get his golf clubs and uh, he he almost missed the tournament. I mean, he could have gone out and just bought some clubs that wouldn't have been fitted for him, but. I mean, he's Phil Mickelson. He's a he's a multimillionaire. He could have bought some clubs, but um, you know, it, yeah, it seemed like a it didn't seem like an option to him at the time. But when I initially read that, it's just funny because he's tweeting out like, "Oh, uh, the hotel's on fire. Can't get to my clubs. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss the tournament." Uh, <laughs> How about that? Oh man. 
Yeah. But good stuff. Um, so let's wrap up here. We've had a good show. Um, we talked about some good things. I think, I think this is one of our best shows yet, honestly. Um, you know, we've had good, 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 good conversation and some, some funny laughs. And so uh, let's wrap it up. So um, I'll see you next week and uh, have a good one, Bradley. Till next time, fire me up. Yeah.